Hello YouTube and today I'm back with Tom Talk Ruby with second appearance. How are you doing today, Tom? I'm good man. Like when you messaged me about doing this, when's this going out? Today? Um I don't know yet. I'm supposed uh, last night to peel the curtain back on the day that we're recording this. I was like, yeah, I do want to do that. That was fun last time. I appreciate that, mate. What have you been up to? What have you been up to today? A lot of planning interviews, a lot of recording interviews or researching for interviews today, because today is my only day that I'm fully at home so I can work, quote unquote. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I, you, you said to me, you said to me, you, you've got an interview potentially coming out with Alex McCarthy, so by the time this comes out, that'll probably be out, you know, and like, going to be No, it might not be, man, because you upload your interviews a couple of days after they've been recorded, right? I, I used to, but no. Nah. But now I'm starting to plan them out a bit more, so probably be in a couple, I'd say in a couple of months, more like a month and a half. Oh, so it might be out by that time. I don't know yet, though, because as I said in that interview, I'm fully ahead on my interviews. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that, is that, is that a deliberate, is that a deliberate, deliberate thing by you or is that just how it happens where you have loads of loads of them done anyway so you just release them periodically or do you actually plan it like that i try and get one video out a week whether that's an interview whether that's a potential dream guest list whether that's a wrestling thing with but i'm not covering wrestling on my channel anymore I'm sure we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. So we'll get to that now, actually. So why have it why did you decide to join Last Fan Stand Last Fan Standing? That was a complete and total happy accident, my friend. Because shh, Tyler, who if I get this wrong, I apologize, is like the boss of Last Fan Standing. Yeah. A tweet out basically saying, look, the person that does our AEW reviews um, has basically decided to step away because of, I don't know why, but they decided to step away, you know? And me and Tyler had become, friends always sounds corny, but YouTube friends, do you know what I mean? Yeah. That reminds me. That reminds me of the in-between, as I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so go on, sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, though. So, like, yeah, he... And to peel the curtain back even further, for those of you that don't know, some of my interviews, Tyler edits them for me. Like, my Adam Pacitti intro, he created for me, and my outro, he created for me. And some of my interviews, such as my interview with, I'm trying to remember now, Mitch from Cultaholic, Andrew from Cultaholic, and et cetera, Tyler edited for me. So we had a pre-existing working relationship. So I just sent him a message being like, mate, 
I want to review it for anyway, but but because of my own oh, because of my own channel and interviews doing so well, I don't want to do it on my own channel. If you want me to do it for your channel, totally cool. If you don't, cool. And that just started up a working relationship. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, I rambled there for a little while. No, no, it's not. Just, 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 I just want to say, sorry about the camera, sorry about the camera, guys. I'll put it up now so you can see me a bit better. My yeah, that's better. So, as you say, yeah, you didn't want to, you didn't, you didn't want to do it on your channel because the interviews were doing so well for you. That's what I've decided to do. On, that's what I've decided to do on mine. I have the, I have the Anthony podcast channel where I can do my interviews and do long formatted videos. Like if if I wanted to speak about AW for a couple of a couple of hours, and I can. But I've also got do just normal, just normal Anthony where I can just catch it. Yeah, for basically a couple of couple of minutes. Yeah, I I don't know whether as interviews start drying up, which I'm sure they will eventually, I will go back to doing other kinds of content. But for now, at time of recording, mainly interviews is going to be what goes on my channel. But we we'll just see what the future holds. You know. Yeah, a little bit. But the ones for me I wanted to bring obviously you've not you've done a lot of wrestling interviews, but to make to make it more to make it last longer, don't you think you should be doing wager don't you think you need to be doing other interviews as well, just to keep just to keep it fresh? I'm trying, but unfortunately for right now, it's only people in wrestling that seem to be responding. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, is there anybody that you like to interview? Interview like away from wrestling. If I've interviewed them, I can put you in contact if you want to. Uh, you put me on the spot. What on camera? So if I can think of anyone off camera, I'll let you know. Do you know what I mean? But I appreciate uh, that, man. Yeah. So, so if, if there's a, if there's anybody that I've interviewed or. I'm about to interview and you 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 and you want to interview them, just let me know and I'll gladly ask them for you. That'd be awesome. But yeah, uh at the moment I'm focusing on predominantly wrestling content creators is the way I'll phrase it, because that's what's available to me. But in the next few weeks, I've also got an interview going out with someone from you may not be familiar because it's a very niche podcast, but it's called the Cops and Writers Podcast. Um, I haven't heard of it, but I would assume it's about Cops and Robbers. <laughs> no, no, it's Cops and Writers, mate. Because, oh. like, people, it's basically what it is is this guy, he's a retired police officer, and he got sick of films and TV shows being so inaccurate. Yes, so basically it got tried out of it, so he decided to do a podcast about Yeah, and then now he uses helps people who are writing books or movies. He's like a consultant almost. And 
So that interview's coming out. Yes, I've got a lot of wrestling stuff coming out, but it's not through lack of trying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. See, so you're definitely putting in the work. Then say it. I'll I'll be I'll be just always wondered. I you afraid I you afraid of like becoming specifically re- wrestling. I look so wrong with that. But I think wrestling interviews is becoming a bit over saturated in terms of like interviewing wrestlers and wrestling wrestling influences if you want to give that term. Yeah, I, yeah. I do know what you mean, but also from a selfish perspective. That's what you like. That's yeah. What. And I'm getting to talk with people that I consider my heroes. Do you know what I mean? I I get I get that. My, 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 maybe because maybe for me it's because I like to talk to a variety of people, mate. So, it, so yeah, if that if that if that's what makes you happy, then just do that. Like, like don't, don't get me wrong, I'd love to interview like I like competitive eaters, so I'd love to interview someone called Beard Meets Food or. Um, other interviewers, I'm trying to think now, because wrestling's my main passion, like, I get most enjoyment out of stuff like that. But I would love to do more variety of interviews. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, I can understand what you mean. It was always my goal to have a variety of podcasts rather than being in one niche. Oh, yeah, and I don't want to stay in one niche. I'll say that right now. It's just... Yeah. Unfortunately, fortunately, whatever word you want to use, that's the interviews that are available right now. Yeah, so, so basically you have to take what you can get, to, to be honest. So if any, if any podcasters are out there, take what you can get to your yeah. point. Like, that would be my... And but, I'm in no way qualified to give any advice. But that, that would be my advice. Like, if someone says they're willing to come on, especially when you're small like I am, small channel as I mean, like, don't turn them down. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Always, never, never, say, never say no. Never say no within reason, of course. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. So, as of late, you've interviewed Steve and Larson, but we... Do you like the going in raw podcast? What did you find it? What did you find it difficult interviewing two people at once? No, because I found it easier in some ways. Because one thing that I'm really working on as an interviewer is shutting up and letting my guests talk. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I did. I being uh, <laughs> be my Feeling about the car, I, I, I have said, I have said, I have said that to you privately. I think, I think, yeah, mind. you have, man. And I appreciate any bit of feedback that I get. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, did you say, did you say, to them, did you say, to them, okay, Steve, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you something personalised and you can join me, or what it like, you ever watch answer first? Can answer first. It was mainly that because from what I saw and from watching the, and listening to their show, 
this, I could be completely wrong on this, but Steve seems like the more outgoing one. Yeah. Can you explain to can you can you clarify which one which one will you say yes to? Did you what did the last thing that I said? Did you, I went a bit confused, like what what was it as anger? So like but, I'd phrased them to both of them, but Steve seemed to answer them more quickly. Uh yeah, that's that's what I thought, you know, my bad, my bad. No, no, that's all good, man. But because Steve is the more outgoing one, he seemed like the more upbeat one. And then Larson, you'd get more like measured answers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I can because when I, on the very rare occasion I've spoken to two people in like one conversation, I normally have to clarify. Otherwise I'll get I'll get confused like in my mind what I'm saying. So I have to clarify. I'm gonna act. I'm gonna act you first, and then you can join me, or vice versa. Yeah. And maybe looking back, I could have done a bit more of that. But again, I was such a fanboy at that point of. I'm talking Stephen Larson. It was like, I'm just gonna let him talk and shut up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I. When when do you. Why, why do you think, because you're a fan, do you really like to affect the interview sometimes? Sometimes, yeah, because, like, for example, I asked him about a very, going back to the Stephen Larson one, I asked him about a very niche moment from the podcast that maybe the worldwide audience wouldn't know, but if you were a fan, you'd know if that makes sense. I, I get that. Right, but I think that it shows that you gen- that, that you're genuinely a fan of theirs and you're genuinely interested in speaking to them. Can you, can you, I feel like that that them that yeah that he actually does care about that stuff. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, but I do know what you mean. Sometimes sometimes you can Sometimes you can go through, you can do much, you, you can become a fan too much of somebody when you're interviewing, interviewing them. It's like um, to peel the curtain back for your fans that don't know. The first big interview I got was Adam Pacitti. Was that, was that your first big interview? I thought, I thought it was somebody else first, but. Or was it you? I swear I, I swear I was first. Or am I, or am I, I can't remember. But around that time, I posted both you and Adam Pacitti interviews, didn't I? Yeah. So if you watch that interview back, you and me, it was just like having a normal conversation because we're buds. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And but I- with Adam Pacitti, if you watch the first 10 minutes of that interview, talk about fanboy. I can swear on this, right? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. We've been reading the course. I had to calm the fuck down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Because when I did my intro, the one of my carers told me this. They were like, you jumped out of your chair, man. Because yeah. I was so excited. And, again, 
feel like the cat and I did say to you, it's cool and everything. But if I did not know you, I would find it a bit annoying and I can say now. I showed it to certain people that did not know you and they did find they did find you a bit overbearing at times. Yeah, and that's something I'm working on almost. I've got a routine now when I do interviews, whereas to peel the curtain back even further, I found out the hour before, about an hour before that I was interviewing Adam Pacini. He messaged me. Basically, can I tell the story? Or yeah. is that kind of topic? Yeah, you can tell the story. At the end of the day, right, it can't, it can't, isn't it? So you can tell the story. About a week before, about a couple of days before I did the interview, I put out a list of my dream interviews. Yeah. Like, which I know you definitely saw. I was only one. Yeah. And we managed to make that one happen. And then Adam Pacitti somehow saw it. I don't know whether I tagged him in it on Twitter or if someone else did. And he sent me a DM. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And was just like, if you want to do it, I'll set up Zoom. Because at this time, I had no experience with using Zoom to record or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? He's like, I'll set it up. I'll even edit it for you. So I found out at eight o'clock we were doing it. At nine o'clock we were doing it. Normally, normally for me, I like to have 24 hours to properly prepare. So you're very brave. Now... As I've done more, what's the word I'm looking for, Anthony? Interviews. Well, interviews, obviously, but more Zoom calls. Like famous and Zoom call interviews. Uh, now, I will take a couple of days to prepare. But at the time, and I said this in the interview, I didn't know when Adam would be available do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was yeah. like, either I take this opportunity now. Or it, or... Could, or it could be in the next month or whatever. Exactly. So, so you know, as soon as you ended the recording and, and as soon as you ended the call, yeah, what was your first thought? Did you think I'm really happy with that or were you a bit disappointed in yourself? A bit of both, really. Because as I watch it back now, there's definitely some gold in there, but you have to dig for a lot of, ironically, as my YouTube name is Tom Talks Rubbish, you have to dig for a lot of rubbish to find that gold. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think, I think Adam, with, Adam with the way he handled it was really well. Uh, if, if Adam was a type of person, it couldn't have made you look like a complete Gavoni in the worst of the rock. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, and this is going to sound like I'm blowing smoke, but there's a few people, and I would include you in that one, mate. Uh, I don't know where my channel would be without Adam Pacitti, the likes of you, Dom from Give Me a Whole Year, and people like that. I'm going to be honest, mate. When you, when you say I'm winning inspiration, I'm very surprised because I don't think, I don't think I'm... I don't think I'm that good of an interviewer, to be honest. You, you're a great interviewer, but it's not just 
the interviewing that you're an inspiration for. It's the fact that, and this is going to come out, it's going to come out. I do apologize if it comes out rude. The fact that you've got similar medical conditions to me and you manage to do stuff like this proves to me that I can do stuff like this, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I get, I get that. But, you know, in the same super chat, yeah, saying, and when you, when you said to Dom in his live stream, I, and Anthony's my inspiration, he might, he might be flush. Oh, but you are, man. Like, you're an inspiration to me when it comes to interviewing, when it comes to just general life, man. You know, when it comes to having regrets about interviews, you know, my loss to a, to a down one. Oh, I, I mean, love that interview. Side note. I appreciate that, mate, but I think in hindsight, if I did it now, I think it would be a lot better. Because I would, t- I would too, I would see, I would too busy talking about talking about wrestling rather than talking about him. If you know what I mean. Yeah, and I'm the same. I'd love if Adam's interested to have him on again in say a year's time, to not even clean up that interview because I'm really proud that I got to do that interview. But but make it better. Yeah, that's the what that's the phrase we'll use. Yeah, yeah. That's why I went, that's why I wanted to need you again to be on it because I thought our first one was a bit. I'm not gonna say it was bad, but obviously we both we both run as interviewers and I'm a lot more calm now as an yeah. interviewer. I'd love to have you on again, man. If you're interested, if we can set it up. Whenever, whenever you're ready, mate, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I'll, we'll talk about it off camera, yeah? Yeah, yeah, cool. Don't, don't, you know, don't, you know, interview Tom, yeah? Yeah, yeah. From the going, from the QBA, oh yeah, podcast. Where, what, 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 what with your, what with your strategy? Because, again, I'd give myself, I think I'd give myself a week as opposed to a day to do, like, research and stuff. So I basically, I don't do a lot of research for my interviews because I prefer them to be general conversations. And I find if I do too much research, that dictates the conversation, whereas my guest, I want my guest to dictate the conversation. So I did a little bit of research, was just chatting with Don a few de- a few times that week. And then it was just a general chat, really. I really enjoyed that. I don't know whether you've seen my interview with Don. But yeah, I, I have, man. I actually, I actually mentioned you in the podcast as one of my research. Interviews. Yeah, I know. I, I did see that, and I really appreciate that. Because for me, I really wanted to get Dom on, because obviously he has cerebral palsy, and I think sometimes having two people talk about cerebral palsy can really open up people's eyes rather than having somebody be interviewed about it. It's two people talking about cerebral palsy. Yeah. I agree with that. Like, I thought it was a great interview. From what I have seen, I'll be honest, I've only seen about 
half of it just because life is very busy right now. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's why I'm taking my time. The uploads, so it gives people to watch, it gives people to, it gives people time to watch the full thing if they want to, of course. Yeah, but yeah, that's another great interview, man. You know, you know, an individual mate, your mate, yeah, I can't, I can't remember what I can't remember what his name is. My which my, one? Um, I've done several interviews with my mates. You know, the guy in the wheelchair. Again, oh, uh, Ian. Um, how did how did you find going? To, how did you find trying to interview somebody that might that might be a bit apprehensive speaking on camera? Well, uh, this was a strategy for all of my early interviews. It's just pretend the camera's not there, as dumb as that sounds, and we're just generally chatting. Do you know what I mean? I I understand that, and, it, and for us that'll be that'll be easier. But for somebody like not used to it, they are going to actually look at the camera and think like the camera. So was that was that difficult to try and get a, to get a to get a decent conversation. No, not with the Ian one. The Ian one was one take, done. Like, I don't know where his natural camera presence comes from, but that was on, that was a really easy interview to do. Other interviews that I've done have taken many takes because they're not used to cameras. But, excuse me, I apologize, man. Um, uh, other interviews I've done have taken more takes, but with that, you've just got to keep people calm and just almost like, not in a creepy way, but hold their hand for it. Do you know what I, mean? <laughs> yeah. I don't mean it like hold their hand the entire time. No, sorry, sorry. It's just my sense of humor. No, no, I, I, I have a similar sense of humor to you. That's why we get along so well. But... Yeah, with that, it was just a lot of them, because I focus on one topic, a lot of people that haven't been on camera before will ask me for questions in advance, which I'm happy to do, but I will pre-warn them that, look, if a question that I think of to follow up happens, I'm going to ask it. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. I just need an idea of what we're going to talk about. Have you, have, you, have you ever had any, an interview where, as a, where the person hasn't been rejected, has not been rejected as you would have thought they would be, and it's been like pulling teeth? With my friends or with the interviews that I've done? Both. Uh, with my friends? Been a while since I've interviewed any, any of my friends because obviously, and this sounds awful. Bigger interviews have taken off. Yeah. Uh, bigger interviews have taken off. So, uh, but from what I can remember, no. People have always been shocked that I've asked them because obviously they're not used to being on camera and they're like, why would anyone want to talk to me? But um, with my friends, no. And then maybe this is just me and I'm oblivious to stuff like this. But I feel like I've been very lucky with even the famous quote-unquote interviews I've been able to do. People have been receptive. 
people have been listening and engaged the entire time of our interviews. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Are you are you the are you the self deprecating naturally from the way you speak? You always speak like oh look you are rather than actually be actually having a bit of confidence in yourself. It sounds like you're very self deprecating, are you? Uh, I'll put it this way. If we met in person, I might be a bit more upbeat and stuff like that. And maybe a bit obnoxious in some people's eyes. But talking via Zoom to people I don't really know. Yeah, I am quite self-deprecating. And um, yeah, because I know, I know for me, yeah, sometimes I don't know how to trade. I don't know how to trade phrase so. Even when, even when you call me, one of your inspirations, it feels a bit weird to me, like. Yeah, and I would agree with that. Like, I'm the same, but I'm starting to get messages now about what an inspiration I am. And I sort of do a bit of a smile behind my hands. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because when, when, I, when, I, make, when I make normal videos for myself, me just speaking about football or me speaking about fighting, whatever it is, and somebody contact me saying that they really enjoyed and it got them through a dark time. I, I really don't know what to say to that, because it's like, obviously you want to say thank, thank you, but it feels like you need to say something more. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, I do struggle particularly with YouTube contents, because I don't, comments, not contents, comments, because I don't know the person. It's like, wow, my videos are actually reaching out to people that I don't know now. Like, as the channel's got bigger, that's something I've struggled to, is comprehend the right phrase? Yeah, you've struggled, you've struggled to, you've struggled really. Yeah. Oh, that last bit again, man? Yeah, yeah, I like struggled to re to really come to terms. Like lot of your friends and family watching nights. It's coming from all over the world. Yeah, like, and I still have moments where it's like, for example, I've managed to, as we say, interview a lot of my heroes. Like, I never thought I'd get a conversation with half of the people I have. Like Ross, Adam, and I'm gonna forget some people here. I do apologize. Uh, the going in raw boys even the Alex McCarthy one that I did today at the time of recording it was still like how the hell did I get here I don't I don't know whether you've seen my interview with Alex McCarthy but I've had it I've had him on as well oh really no I haven't man but I will check that one out a couple of months ago, I had a DM on Instagram, and somebody said to me, "They've been going through, they've been going through some dark things, and their videos. I really got uh, my videos. I really got them through. Where are you things like that yet? Internally, it makes me cry because because I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't do anything special." I just, I just talk to the camera. Yeah, I'm the same, man. And I think 
I think Dom said it best when he interviewed you. If when you interviewed him, sorry. If you're a dickhead, like and obnoxious and stuff like that, people aren't gonna watch your videos. But if you're self-deprecating like we are, uh, well, you are. I cannot be at times. Like you're gonna get more views anyway. Does that but, make sense? Yeah, but because for myself, because 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 I because I think people think that he's not actually that good and he just can I believe people because of his disability. I think sometimes I can believe that too much, if you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I that is something that I definitely have to process in my brain of, wait, are they actually agreeing because they like my stuff or is it because of my chair? Thank you for watching. Thank you to Tom for coming on. If you want to go and follow Tom's channel, I will leave it down below. And if you want to go and follow Last, Last Fan Standing, I will leave their channel below as well. And, and thank you for watching and I will see you soon with another episode.